Welcome to In Between Reps, where we talk about life, fitness, and all the things in between. I am here with Ed Torres, coach of 91 Texas, and a whole bunch of other things. Sully, not paying attention. Okay. And uh, roommate Ryan, we'll get to your backstory. I don't know what it is. He's the, the, short. He's the new guy. <laughs> Alright, so anyway, it's been a minute uh, since we did a In Between Reps podcast. I'll give a quick brief of what's happened. Um, the last podcast we did, we still had the gym, and COVID had kind of put the kibosh on all the, all the things, and uh, June 1st last year, we shut it down officially, and we have transitioned to Hippo Fitness Mobile Lab since then. So, stay tuned for more information on that, but uh, CrossFit Hippo is no longer, thanks COVID. By the way, the CrossFit Hippo Lab is actually... It's sick. The best RV I've ever stayed in. <laughs> so Ford, actually, the only RV I've ever stayed in. So, ten that's ten there. Yeah, that's good. Well, um, so a little bit about the the fitness lab. We're doing a mobile solution, so we don't have to have a brick and mortar with a whole bunch of rent. We can still help people get fit, do body composition analysis, VO two max testing, and um, we're also demoing MorphTech Aero Bars for the triathletes among us. Um, so we will be around town, coming to local gyms and whatnot with that. And um, you can check us out at hippo-fitness.com for information on the mobile lab. So we're still around. Um, it sucked losing the gym, but um, kind of a, a natural evil. We ended up on the news. Um, Fire marshal shut us down. I may or may not have talked some shit to Judge Hidalgo, and the Gestapo showed up. <laughs> it's it's a whole it's a whole thing, but we tried. And um, anyway, uh, more more power to the gyms that are still open out there because it is a mad struggle. Um, right, so let's go around the table and you talk about your background and why you're here. I'm starting with Matt. So, uh, what are you doing here, Matt? I <laughs> came down in June for, uh, quote-unquote, a week. Jumped on a plane. From uh, where? Where are you from? I'm from New York, uh, Long Island, New York. Jumped on a plane, booked a flight June 2nd, flew down June 3rd with uh, a backpack and a rolly bag. Nice. And, uh, yeah, haven't gone home. And you haven't gone home. What is the state of Long Island, New York at the moment? Excuse my language, but it's a shit show. Right. Uh, you can't Would really you do Cuomo? much. Uh, I think Cuomo's shutting down restaurants on now at 11 o'clock, I think. Or honestly, it's a week-to-week thing there. Did money. you know I heard that they are allowed to do outdoor dining, but you're not allowed to have a TV? And I thought, I knew right. it. Hold I knew on. it. TV is spreading. You can COVID. do outdoor dining if it's in a tent. And then right. it's like, oh, because it's okay. Or it's the outside. like, inside. hold on. You know, you can't get COVID if you're sitting down. That's why you take your mask off. Right over your head. It goes yeah, right COVID. over your head. <laughs> it's unbelievable. That's right. That's Holy correct. moly. None of us are doctors, by the way. But <laughs> I've had COVID. <laughs> and uh, it sucks. And masks don't work. Because <laughs> everybody in my family wore a mask. And everybody in my family got COVID. And then my dad died of COVID. And we all wore masks. 
So if anybody's like, well, as long as you wear a mask and you're responsible, I'm like, no. How did it get in the circle? How did how did the beast get in the fence? But anyway. How did the chickens get in the coop? That's how did the special. chickens get in the coop is we'll the question. We'll talk about that. We'll too. talk about, we'll cover that in a minute. <laughs> I don't believe my HOA will be listening to the podcast. <laughs> Hope not. <laughs> Hopefully not. Wait, no, wait, it's a shed, isn't it? A shed? It's a it's a doghouse. A doghouse. Okay, correct. Or a... Um, with fenced wire around it. <laughs> it's, it's infested with chickens. <laughs> like, we have, have a real, we have a real chicken they're problem. Fake, they're fake chickens. Right. And De- I don't know where decoys. they came from. They keep the hawks away, actually. They're, yeah. they're hawk chickens. Right. Um, right, so you came down with a bag, but what are you doing here? So I am coaching lacrosse with uh, Ed and Ryan and Alex and yourself. Okay. Uh, I, shr- you I, shr- I strung your kids' sticks. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, coaching lags, trying to grow the sport down here in Texas. I love it. I love it. Right. New guy, Ryan. The fucking new guy. Yeah, we're going to FNG. Ooh, ooh, right away. I promised I would play that sound every time we said <laughs> fucking new guy. What's your story? How do you know these two yahoos? Oh, well, this guy, Matty J. Uh, since what, kindergarten? Kindergarten, buddy. Kindergarten. So you stomped, just, so you just met? Up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Looking for sight. <laughs> That's awesome. So, did y'all y'all go to the same school, college, and everything? Or no, no, no. We uh, we broke up right after uh, high school. We went our separate <laughs> ways. Yeah, and, it's hard. Uh, you it's know, hard. I was too good looking for him. And uh, yeah, good I stuff mean, when you go to college. You know, he was too yeah. young for me. More opportunities. About, about yeah. four days too young. Yeah, he was four days too young. I'm guys four days other guys that'll pick up the check. I get it. I get it. <laughs> you know, nobody's perfect. I mean, he's a good <laughs> snuggler, but. <laughs> I, I don't want you to sell yourself short. I don't cuddle, I snuggle, but you're right. Correct. I get it. Know that. I get it. Ask Rocco, he knows. Rocco knows what's up. So, Ryan, you uh, play lacrosse, obviously. Yes. Because you have to. Yes. Up in Long Island. Right out of the womb. Required. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, tell me about you. Yeah. So, um, recently moved from uh, sunny California. California was getting way too Californian. Yeah. And, uh, ironic story, but I happened to look on Facebook and... Uh, Find a post about uh, a couple of guys coaching lacrosse in uh, Houston. Uh, sent Ed a, an email, got a response right back. He's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he must yeah. really like you." That's yeah, not like Ed. I know, I know. It, it, it was a little too quick. It was a little too quick. Uh, Happened to just be on my computer. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I got time. <laughs> I got time. I'll reply to this guy. He's like, "Oh yeah, you know Matt Sullivan?" I go, "Sully? <laughs> Do I know Matt Sullivan? Do I know the Matt Sullivan?" All too well, all too well. <laughs> and uh, right over there, I, I knew it was meant to be. And a uh, couple of weeks later, I loaded up a minivan and uh, trekked all the way down from uh, California, um, down over here, uh, just to coach lacrosse. And uh, Awesome. Yeah. So what um, what part of California? Thank God, not uh, L.A., uh, oh. Orange County, so okay. a little bit better, but uh, it was creeping down there. Yeah. And... Um, you know, they just didn't have my long-term goals in mind. And uh, it was literally Texas and South Carolina uh, on my list. What made South Carolina as high on the list as Texas? I've heard people say Texas and Tennessee or Texas, Florida, like other states with no income tax and whatnot, and s- or state income tax, I should say. Uh, you know, tell you the truth, perfectly honest, uh, Second Amendment uh, was a big thing. And uh, honestly, one owning a house. And that was, uh, you know, you get a lot, you get a lot here and a lot more over there uh, compared to California. So uh, I was like, you know what, 
Taxes, it, it ain't going anywhere. It ain't yeah. going anywhere good. No. No. Well, we're, we're happy to have you. Thank you. And uh, happy to hear that you support the Second Amendment. Um, Coach Ed. Torero. Torres. What did I say? Torero. You said Torres. It's Torero. <laughs> so, who do I know that's Torres? I don't know. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Eddie T. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows me as Coach Ed or, Coach or Eddie Ed. T. E.T. What are you doing down here? So I moved class three two weeks before Harvey. Um, fell through the storm. Hung out at a buddy's in Midtown who had power. And um, I've been working an accounting job in a law firm. So doing one phase of accounting, doing accounts payable. That's a huge goal, by the way, by yeah. Virginia. Correct. Um, Oh, for those that are just listening, everyone is watching the Virginia-Syracuse game. (laughs) I've got got 17% of their attention for this (laughs) podcast right now, so if they pause and cheer, you know what's up. Big Syracuse fans. Um, So I was doing accounts payable at a law firm and coaching lacrosse in Long Island. Um, Been coaching, you know, now 10-plus years, um, and... Got the opportunity talking to my lacrosse boss to s- you know to say you know why don't you put me on an A team why don't you get me you know to the next level this is my goal my goal has always been to be a college coach and uh, you know he put me on an A team I had a lot of you know a lot of good you know positive feedback from them and he approached me one day in an indoor you know training session he was like you know what do you want to do what's the deal with the accounting. Um, I ended up saying, you know, it's not, it's just something I got, I fell into after college, um, got a great opportunity, worked in a, a very big law firm on Long Island, you know, in a, in a separate department. And, uh, you know, my, I always called George my lacrosse boss, but he put me in a position to come down to Texas. Um, I got a youth program, which I'm the director of, um, and a travel program being 91 Texas, uh, where I get to kind of mold the minds of young men um it's been super rewarding and you know my goal here is to build a staff that you know with the guys in the room being a part of it build a staff that can take us to the next level um the realistic part of it is that fort bend county and where we are in the siena community is the next step to being you know with all the being one of the number one you know hires master plan communities in texas um we've got the grounds and an entire area that can really build and become you know a huge program so down here trying to build that um cross has kind of given me everything and it's something that i take very seriously it's something that ended up being my career and it's funny my mom always said to me you know, you can't make lacrosse a business. You know, you can't make it your career. Such a mom you, you, thing you've to say. <laughs> yeah, you've got to go to school. You've got to get a degree. You know, you're not going to be one of these guys. And, and it was either trade school or go play lacrosse somewhere and, and figure out what my degree was. Um, I ended up with a psych degree, which actually helps me more than I believe, you know, more than I thought it would. Um, and it's ended up being the, the best career choice four years later than I've ever made. Um, get to do what I love and coach kids and George coaching your kid and, a bunch of others in our travel program has been, you know, the experience I've been looking for, and it's kind of molded the shape of my life where I'm looking to set roots in Texas. So it's been great, you know. Um, cool. I'm excited for the future. Yeah. It's, I mean, I enjoy it. 
I enjoy working with you guys and and getting to get on the field and help these little little kids learn how pricks. to play and these little pricks. Um, no, they I always tell them that they're like my little brothers. You know, it's like you want to punch them in the head one day, but you you love them deep down inside. That it's all love when you can punch them right in their skull, because once they get it, you know, it's something that builds and it's something they develop a sense of trust with you and they believe it and they believe what you're doing and you know it ends up being something that they take to heart because it means something to them so you know along with ag and you know a lot of a lot of the other guys our team has been a big factor of my reason to stay here yeah um you know ryan's come in you know and and i put i'm like in the college coaches discussion board and high school discussion board and and a bunch of different stupid boards on Facebook. <laughs> the Santa men's bo- uh, group I heard is is, a, is, is wild. absolutely hilarious. Wild. I'm in it, but I will never participate in it. Um, it's it's very You're a funny. Boy, only. A lot of the Sienna <laughs> men's group, if if you actually are on it, is a lot of them making fun of the women's group and the moms group that that's awesome. You know, they participate in all these different things, and it's all about these. You know, we do our calendars at Christmas, and it's it's very it's very entertaining because the men make fun of it, and they, you know, along with the Second Amendment and things like that, they, <laughs> they definitely <laughs> express their opinion um, freely. Um, but along with it. you know, bring Matt getting down here and having a one way ticket, being able to help us last summer, you coming in, um, Ryan coming in, Ryan's you know specifically we talked about him coaching the girls and how big of a market we have. Um, you know, for the girls in Texas, because there's only a few travel teams, and that's really an untapped resource. Huge yeah. untapped. Like, market. there's a lot of athletic young girls that would love to play, but don't even know it, it exists. Let's let's talk about that for a second. We we did free days in November and December, um, and I had over 200 registrants in November and December. I did two camps that were three days each, and that kind of l- leveraged myself to. Basically, get on like a, a shitty marketing app, which is Canva.com, which actually is not. Um, you know, and, and just threw something out there in one of these groups, and you know, Ryan was one of many that bid at it, and Ryan was probably the only one that was very serious about it. We talked several times on the what phone. What is what is this app? Canva, C-A-N-V-A.com. Is that the Video editing app? No, it's uh, it's basically like free marketing you know, pieces, and it's actually great for, for everything. It's like, if you don't know how to use Photoshop. Yeah, 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 that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 so Canva. you can arrange photos and videos mm-hmm. and do whatever. They'll give you templates. They'll give you backgrounds. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. stuff that you do pay a dollar for. There's not much lacrosse photos. but can I put pictures of me on there? You can. We can make you a whole flip book Ooh. of you. Wow. Ooh. All of you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Justin updates here. He's just up five or two minutes ago on the face. I don't know which button was the. Hold on. Bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's even better. That's appropriate. That's I probably great. should label these buttons. <laughs> I'm a little rusty on the old flagship here. The ones and twos. It's a game of runs. So what I did was I went on Canva and uh, just kind of created one of these things and dropped it in one of the like high school coaches discussion boards. Right. And I was like, you know, like we've got Matt and I went from. So <laughs> a little bit. Matt comes down and <laughs> I'll tell the whole backstory. Okay. So you got to tell the whole story because yeah, Matt know. told it. He was like, "I was born, I played lacrosse, no. and I ended up in Texas." Right. There's there's <laughs> there's some gaps. So 
Hey, but he's watching so, Syracuse and Virginia. So as we're <laughs> catching up on what, what we missed, right, since the gym, the gym kind of closed down these COVID hits, right, and my sister's in California. She is kind of just going through her processes to join the Army, and she gets her papers that she passed on her PT and all that. And at that time, you know, Zoom becomes really big, and, and, and a lot of things arise, you know, basically where meetings don't have to be in person, we took advantage of Zoom. And what we <laughs> did was, we I, I had uh, actually during COVID, and I'm probably not supposed to tell no, a lot of people, but I went and traveled to California. I'm like, hey, you know, fuck it. I don't have anything really going on. You know, I'm going to go out and see my sister for right. a week and a half and just go hang out with her and kick it in Santa Monica. Right. And it's kind of crazy. Santa Monica Boulevard was dead. We rode, you know, what are those? What are those scooters called? Oh, uh, um, segways. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Were yeah. Uh, pull, pull so that mic a little closer to your oh. your mouth. No, you're good. Um, no, no, they're called. Uh, they're like anyway. They're I, I know. Like people keep getting run over on them, and they leave them everywhere. Yeah, or you ride them. Down. People keep falling yeah. off of them. You see them yeah. on Instagram. It's weird. So anyway, we we rode those <laughs> around weird. and. and and we just kind of <laughs> checked out. We hung out at Santa Monica Boulevard, went down there to the beach, checked out Venice. Her and I went on a bunch of runs and kind of checked out. Um, I mean, she lived, you know, 15 blocks from, you know, from the beach and went out there for, you know, a week, hung out with them, and then came back. And, you know, we were at the time doing Zoom meetings, me, Matt, my sister, and then any other guest participants that wanted to uh, jump in that we were hanging out with or talking to at the time. And we play this game. You line up, you know, three by three cards face up, and you get a deck of cards. And the goal of the game is to beat the deck, right? So it's called beat the box, and it, it's lined up in a box. And, you know, it's higher or lower on any card. Any card goes. You can pick whatever you want. You go in a circle. Everybody's on a team game. So anyway... Long story short, we end up playing this game on Zoom where I've got my laptop pushed down. We're looking at the deck of cards on my laptop, and I prop up my, my phone on this little stand I've got, like almost, <laughs> and I called it my OnlyFans yeah. stand. Correct. <laughs> yeah. My OnlyFans camera. I named my OnlyFans camera. Oh, it's not on the end of a stick so you can get the good shots no, from behind? It no, it's <laughs> you're, you're looking at different OnlyFans. If you, want, if you want that hangout for yeah. the, the extra 10 seconds at the end of the video. That's right. Um, <laughs> no, and and we end up playing this game, and it just kind of, Matt was coaching at New York Tech, which is both, you know, we're both alumni there. And they shut the program down and ended up canceling the program during COVID because they couldn't afford the tests and stuff, which is a, a huge loss with a couple national championship programs that you know arise out of nothing, you know, practically in, in I feel fifteen years. Terrible for these kids that are like seniors out of high school that are trying to get seen and go you know, to schools. They and miss. They miss all the seniors from last took two, two years ago. They had. They haven't put the. I haven't played yet a lot of them. And in yeah. the Ivy League this year, they canceled again. Yeah, and and you know what the, yeah. the tough part is, is the kids that are 2022 graduating classes, they haven't had a real lacrosse season in two years. Right. And they're in high school. They haven't had a high school season. They're playing club ball. They're playing at play days. They're doing things that are trying to get them recruited. And the coach is like, oh, we haven't seen you play a full season to be consistent. How do we trust it? Right. You have one great day. And you sure, you have a couple great days. But, you know, anybody can wake up on Saturday. I, I mean, we can get up at 11 o'clock and play at – you know, Bryant Park, and, and I can have five and five, yeah. you know, in a mentally game, but, but and have fun with it. But 
the thing is, you know, so anyway, we we is a loose term. I would blow my hip out. So we're not. I'm not. Gonna I I give you more credit <laughs> than that, Gigi. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I probably couldn't really run too much either. Oh, you're not a runner. Well, well, you're you're standing parked up well, on the, the way crease. your ankle yeah, is right attack. now. Yeah, they never run. We'll take Correct. that bad so boy. He's a defenseman. Like hey, me. I did my time, guys. I did I've been playing time. this guy for years. <laughs> years. In that, practice. that ankle's been a problem <laughs> for a year. I made Since it a we problem. Were in kindergarten. I made hey, it a problem. Hey, so just, just to go back to that, uh, that Zoom card game. Uh, there's a couple times where you know, I wrote with twin brother and sister that are nine, and it was you know, mom and. Mom and Madison, my sister. So, hold on, hold on. How many times a week do we play this game? We probably played during the first two months of COVID. We probably played four or five, five times, times a week. week. Yeah. And we'd be like, hey, we're going to get on at 8 o'clock, which is central time. Yeah. It's an hour you're back. Like, you're it's like an old ladies in your bridge. Correct. Yeah. Like, it's great. Great. <laughs> like, I can't. I can't go to the bar. That's, that's Correct. We play no at 8 bar. o'clock central time. Mad be on 9 o'clock New York yeah. time. My sister's two hours back at 7 o'clock in oh. California. My sister drinks two bottles of wine. She's in COVID. She's in PPE. <laughs> She's sweating out the next day. She's like, I'm, I got a headache. I'm all banged up, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, we end up playing, and, and Matt's brother and sister, Henry and Madison, and Madison um, they come on, and Matt's, like, telling them how to play the game. And Henry, Henry, one night we're, we're playing, and all of a sudden we hear, like, the alarm from – so, like, like so when you – I have a very long driveway. So just <laughs> so you know, just so you know, like, when, well, when so someone comes in the driveway – It's really none of my business. No. <laughs> That's <laughs> so what she, she said. said. A ding, a ding goes off, right, and and all of a sudden it's and it's just me, my dad, and Henry. And Madison went with, with with my stepmother, and and all of a sudden at the same time, I'm like, "Mom's home. You gotta go." He goes, "I gotta go." And he and he told tells everybody <laughs> on the Zoom, he's like, "Mom's home. Gotta go." And my dad, you hear my dad in the background, "Henry, go to bed." Like you know, like it's yeah, you supposed know, to be in bed. Correct. Like actually, Henry was up till probably eleven o'clock. Yeah, go time. fake sleep. Yeah, these uh anyway, COVID so bedtimes. Well, reduced. honestly, he's listen. He's he's pretty good at the game. Like you know I what? The other step out, and he would just. I was like, I played. I picked this. I said, uh, okay, it work. Yeah, he way better it. than I am. Like it's not a hard game either. But when you get strategic as a kid, you're like, oh, they can't the next time. You're like, oh, there's been a lot of a lot of a lot of face cards gone. Yeah. Like Rain Man like, oh. cards. He's like, it's definitely <laughs> a jack. He's like, oh, he's jack of hearts. Him. Jack of hearts. Under the seven. Like, under a seven. So you either pick hot on uh. Uh, under or over, you know, whatever card it is. Anyway, we play. Is this a Vegas recognized game now? I like wish it get on. It, it, it I wish it was. DraftKings or something. Who do we call? Uh, I'll be at the house. You guys want to play tonight? I'm feeling like bringing up money. Syracuse up seven. Jeez. Um. So, anyway, we play this game probably like five nights a week, <laughs> and I just kind of punched in the celly a bunch of times. Like, dear, what are you doing? Like, you're not going to coach college ball. You're not going to go back. Like. Come on down, like like I got a program. Like we've been playing, we played our summer season. We were were very lucky because a lot of programs in the Northeast were shut down, and and we got very lucky. Like um, he's like, yeah, you know, I'll come down. He books a ticket. He comes down, and I'm in my 800 square foot apartment, and so he's sleeping on my couch for <laughs> what three months while my lease ended. And now we're in a spot. And a blow up mattress. And a blow up. Well, first off, hold on, the first month and a half, he slept on the cat on that no, chair on, right on, there. On, on like a love that seat chair thing. with yeah. his head on the, the left guy shoulder. Guy on the couch. Dude, there yeah. was a whole bed there. I was like, nah, this uh, is my spot. The guy on the couch. You call him the couch guy. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so fast forward, you know, 
we're here three months and he's living with me and uh, we're like, yeah, you know, like he's like, yeah, I'm going to stay, you know, I want to help build this, blah, blah, blah. I want to be with you. Yeah, I want to be with, with you. you. And really the couch guys were sleeping in my bed a lot. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I would like to be <laughs> your little I spoon. I don't <laughs> mind a cuddle. We'll just go butt to butt. And <laughs> yeah. That's cool with me. Two blankets. Yeah. Two blankets. Two, two blankets. Two oh, small oh, blankets. in between or two on top? No, the AC no, was down to 60. Oh, Keep okay. it nice and cool so we get warm. <laughs> yeah, so he scoots over. <laughs> um, All standard stuff. Okay. Anyway, we're in the twenty five hundred square foot house now with three bedrooms, and you know, I popped that thing out on social media, and uh, Ryan bites at it, and now we've got the three of us coaches pretty much in a lacrosse house with, you know, three great minds here that, you know, we constantly talk about lacrosse. I mean, we're watching Virginia Syracuse right now, and, and it smells like college in here. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I mean, it's sex it, and it certainly does food. with a dog and, and a couple <laughs> girls in and out. Um, <laughs> It's fun, man. You know, it's uh, it's something that I had a big struggle getting coaches in, and it's something that kind of filled that void just to start. Ryan's taking over our girls. Matt's coached with me with the varsity and done a great job and coached our eighth grade and kind of whipped their asses into shape because they needed it. And, uh, you know, anybody hears it would probably say the same thing, but, you know, those guys are a lot of our travel guys, and, and it's something that, they needed, you know. It's a, uh, it's a special, it's a special bond that all three of us have in this house, and something that, uh, you know, we're looking long term on. So it's been really cool. It's uh, you know, COVID kind of opened up opportunities for us, and I kept saying it to Matt, like, we got opportunities to do a lot of stuff here. Should we run a camp that you know parents can drop their kids off when they're at work in the summer? You know, that's like you know seven to four where they can come and they can do their online work and 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 have a tutor there and we're going to hire a tutor and, do, and we tried to toggle a bunch of different ideas but what it came down to is really just getting back to the nitty-gritty and grinding out you know our summer schedule grinding out the fall and uh you know we're here now and and it's just been uh it's just been something really special that we've been able to accomplish and uh you know we're it, it's a bright future if all three of us hang around and we're able to build this thing yeah, well, I mean, I, mean, I could back it up. Sorry, G. Um, <laughs> that, like, hey, listen, like, yeah, the couch talks a lot. If I did, <laughs> he's always on the couch. If I did, uh, you know, if if I was still coaching at at, at the college, I mean, um, it'd be a tough decision for me to leave what we are doing here to go back and coach. So, there. do you feel like you're having more of an impact on the community of lacrosse as a whole here than you were at? A singular college, definitely, yeah. Because I, I see all different age groups, and and wh- one thing I was going to ask all of you really is is coming from up north. There's no shortage of players. There's mm. if somebody doesn't like it here, they can go down the street to a different program. There's kids that are dying to play everywhere. In the south, it's the inverse. There's lots of programs now, and there's like eight people. <laughs> <laughs> And and they just and it's very cannibalistic between and and how how do we as coaches grow and in, not incentivize but but it's it's like the women's program right mm-hmm. they just don't know right. they don't know how much right. fun it is because it's not a Texas thing right and then but it's becoming take Florida for example Florida boomed in lacrosse when I was coming up I lived in Atlanta it wasn't very big in Atlanta but we had some northern folks that brought it down but florida was killing everybody because they could play year round all the snowbirds were there i feel like texas is in that is in that stage now where people are the lights coming on like new york's not going great 
It's cold as shit, <laughs> and it's only cold sometimes in Texas. <laughs> you know, s- apocalypse. But yeah. but like, how do you incentivize to pull the soccer players off season and the the kids who are like that looks like fun. I mean, it's the only sport that you can run up and down the field and beat somebody with a stick, and your mom's not going to get mad at you. Right. Like it's the I've never taken somebody to a lacrosse game and they said, I mean, it was all right. It's no. it's fast paced. It's fun. It's it's high scoring. It's you know. Well, I'll tell you what's been the best thing for us, and which is kind of a crappy thing to say, is that football is like really heavy in Texas, and people don't want their kids to play football and get head to head contact. Right. <laughs> CTE look, is a real thing now, and and, and look like. The officials in Texas are very, very meticulous on head-to-head contact and contact in a, in a general sense that they don't really allow it. And in Long Island, I mean, they let you you know bang back and forth and, and they let the ball scrap a lot, but they don't allow the extended physicality here. And I think it's been a lot – I think it's been a big presence to a lot of the parents – you know that is, but well they have to see it, right? And, right. And, and and I guess part of it is, you know, and, and you know, like Ryan is is restarting our girls program here, which we had two years ago, and then kind of took like a little uh, vacation off of. I'll say, um, just because you know we don't have like necessarily the the amount of parents that were committed, and and I have this one girl Eden who's like sitting in the stands, and her brother plays travel and plays rec ball for us and i'm like hey i'm like i feel bad watching her watch the practice i'm like hey Ian, i'm like do you want to play lacrosse this year and that's kind of what sparked my interest to really she's rebuild. a great recruiter and she's, <laughs> she's she also is. a great recruiter <laughs> you know a great recruiter. <laughs> and that was my big interest in kind of rebuilding the girls program was like hey like you know she sits and watches this with her mom when she could be out there on the field and she's one of our former players two years ago and she's like she's gritty she's characteristic she's going to be a beautiful girl she's just she's just everything she's a leader she's someone who you put in in the face of a bunch of girls who just may look up to her in the future um and and she's kind of the forefront of why i rebuilt this program and you know coach ryan coming in i talked to him about the opportunity to build the panthers program and then build out the panthers program into the 91 program where we have them on the rec side of it and then build them into the travel. And touching on, like, you know, they just got to see it. Um, you know, we we market our home games. We market everything that we're doing so that people can understand that this is a big thing in Siena. And the big thing is football there. And, and they've got a varsity, a JVAB. They've got two freshman teams. I mean, they're they're loaded up with kids in lacrosse in Texas for the people who don't know that it's not UIL. Um, it's something that, you know, is a club sport, so you're paying to play it. The kids really got to be dedicated. The, a lot of our guys on varsity drive themselves to practice. A lot but on the, the on the women's side of thing, there's there's very on little. The, on the women's side of it is there's not as m- not even half as much, which is a huge step behind, which honestly, from our perspective, opens up a huge market for us to bring coaches in and build something like that. Um, which is why Coach Ryan came in, and you know, I don't know if Ryan, you want to talk about you know Devin a little bit and in, in her perspective, yeah. but um, you know, it just brings in a big factor for us as a program to have dual sides of it, and once that kind of kicks into a lot of people and and, and it grows, it's going to be very special. Um, and that's kind of what we we've, we've been here for is the long run. That's what the conversation I had with Ryan. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think you know it comes down to the coaches. You know, what's your why? Why are you coaching? Um, we could go around the table and be you know. 
coaching, you're not going to make a lot of money, but why are you doing it? Why are you busting your ass? Why are you ripping out the cages? You know, why are you putting up with all the extracurricular stuff? And it's because, you know, at least for me, it is they, the game gave me a gift, you know, um, with my sisters, uh, my whole family. You know, we all played in college and just the, the community knowing Matt. And I have lifelong friends uh, across, uh, you know, Canada and, and, and North America. And my whole thing is if I could give back to the game. Right. If I could give back and if I could reach one kid, you know, uh, per season, I've, I've done my job. Right. And um, it's just something that just, you know, just drives us. You know, I, th- I, th- I think all of us. You I know. mean, giving back to the game really resonates to me. Like, w- when I started in high school, I started late. I started, like. What was that, like, 1943? It was 43. The war was over. You know. Lincoln? Pearl Harbor just <laughs> happened. <laughs> <laughs> the Civil War. The Emancipation Proclamation. Then I started playing on the You know, like, uh, in, the, in high school, in, like, 97, 1897, the. Um, I was four. I mean, oh, 87? I lost like 50 was pounds was in, yeah. in one season. I just went from not doing shit. I wasn't swimming anymore. Um, and I just was like, this looks fun. They were yeah. throwing around at lunch, and I started throwing around. And then next thing you know, I try out for the, the team, make the team. It was terrible because I started so late. And I look at my kid, yeah. and, and they're, they're so young, and they're, they're going to be phenomenal. Yeah. It's just our job as coaches to keep them latched on to where they enjoy it, right. and they're, <clears throat> you know, that that one percent better every day instead of trying to be the phenom. Like I look at these kids that are just phenomenal stick skills, yeah. and I worry like that kid's gonna get bored, or they're gonna stop trying because they always do. They're eight levels above everybody else, yeah. and they're hot shit, yeah. and then all of a sudden they're like, I'm bored. I think I'll play baseball, right? And you're like, wow, just just keep playing this consistently um but but lacrosse changed my life and and i went and played at auburn and and um and traveled and did all the things that you know they treated our club team like a varsity team yeah um we had a coach that was uh, i would say a a benefactor because he had enough money to get the buses and we traveled nationally and whatever but the school was like you can use the logo yeah, and they would give us fuck all else, right? right. But um, for me personally, like I want, I want the game to continue because it's so fun and and it's so good for the kids, the team sport, the athleticism. Like I said, you can beat your buddies with a stick, and your mom's not gonna get mad. <laughs> and I think the biggest thing is <laughs> l- l- lacrosse has so much parallels into life. You get yeah. what you put in, right? If you want to get better, work at your stick. Mom, dad, grandma, grandpa—they're not going to do it for you. You, you can't inherit. You can't inherit stick skills. Absolutely, you have to do that work. Absolutely, that's what we call. We say we uh, me and Eddie. We say that we have to control the controllables. Yep. Can we control what kind of shape we're in for the most yep. part? Yeah. Yep. Can we control our sticks? Absolutely. I mean, we had a conversation. Um, there's a team, the Woodlands, right? They're a well old factory. And they, they they beat up on a lot of teams, and then Ed goes, "Hey, what do you think they're doing that we're not?" I said, "We're doing exactly what they did. They're just way ahead of it. Ten yeah. years, which is fine. They're not better off. They're further down the road. Exactly. They're, they're, so they're, they're about the to game. hit they adversity. Me, uh, <laughs> me, me, and me and Ryan talk about it all the time. I said, "This is what we did. 
So when all these club teams were happening, our high school, West Isaac, we played together. Constantly. And Constantly. That, that's what it is. And, and, you know, and I get it. The frustration is there, and I'm there too. But you know what I said? And we had a very good conversation. And I said, we're doing the right thing here yeah. at, at Panthers and, and, and Bridgepoint and taking the approach. I mean, our K-2 is what pushing. And we got 27 kids in yeah. our K-2, through and that's where it starts. I mean, we're very lucky to have that many. And, you know, our kids and, and I – Talk to our four U parents and talk uh, four U coaches and six U coaches and I'm like, look, I'm like, some of these building blocks. I'm like, you know, I've looked at a lot of the different programs and coming from 91 Long Island and coaching in their K through two program, those kids slap the ball back and forth to each other's ears and and we started, you know, talking about it and even if we're on a little bit slower of a progression with our kids and getting them to love it first, all of our kids. I mean, Matt, what well, well you walked with me. Thursday, Friday, Thursday, or Thursday night before we had the K to two game on Friday, and they're doing one on one ground balls, and and all we do is a lot of ground balls, a lot of one on ones, a lot of pick it up, a lot of switching hands, which they just get comfortable with, especially at a young age. They don't even realize that it becomes second, you know, first nature for them to like just switch your hand when you feel pressure on your right shoulder, switch to your left, switch to your left hand. Um, it's something that our kids are starting to do naturally, and and. I think that when you talk in comparison to the Woodlands or West Islip or Ward Noble, and I know you guys don't like that I said that, but in a comparison, which is a big rival, their rival on Long Island, but you talk <laughs> about these big programs that have been well-oiled machines, as Matt says, is they've built the building blocks early for their kids to succeed as they move up through the ranks. And I think that's something that we have focused on solely this year is, you know, I'm coaching the K through twos and kind of, and Matt's coaching with me and, and our buddy Vince, who's going to stop by later. It's something that if we build it, you know, kids are going to flock to it. And the big thing that we fight against is baseball here is because everybody makes a travel team in, in baseball <laughs> here, whether you're on A, B, or C team. but Because there's 3,600 <laughs> travel <laughs> teams. Yeah, exactly. Well, right. Exactly. I mean, the Mizuno and teams. And A or with a Z. Yeah. The Mizuno teams have four teams <laughs> at each age level, and, and there's 20 kids on each age level, and, and seven kids see the field, and they've got a, a practice squad that they go back and forth and, and, and knock ground balls to. You know, I had a guy, you know, named Chet that his son Sam is uh, he's a first grader, and he comes to one of my camps, and it's just an example. He comes out, and uh, the dad's like, look, Ed, you know, we uh, we committed to baseball. We paid Paid two hundred fifty dollars. Like this is this is our commitment. He's a blue collar guy. He built himself up in this company. He broke away from the company he was with to build his own. He's a he's a very knowledgeable guy in the in the roofing industry. And Pack Nav, you know, drop a drop a plug for him. Pack Nav Roofing. Um, dot com. Pack Nav Roofing. Dot com. <laughs> Link in the bio. Um, Chet Pack, if you want. LinkedIn. He's on LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> you know, and and it's something that you know he came and he was like, look, man, he goes. He's, he's staring there, and I see him staring at our camp, and he's looking at his kid. And, and the, f the first, the second day of the camp, I'm like, how's Sam liking it, blah, blah, blah. He goes, man, he loves it. He, he, like, he entertains the contact. He gets it a little bit. He's at home. He can't drop the stick out of his hand. And we had a lot of that feedback from a lot of people. And after we came back to that third day of, of, of our camp, 
people are like, what do we do next? <laughs> you know, like, like this is super special to our kid. They are enjoying it. They're picking up Legos. They're picking up plastic balls. They're picking up socks at home where they're like, you know, they, it, it's clearly a, a grow, a start of a passion for them. Right. You know, and, and it's something special for them. Um, and it was special for Ryan and Matt and myself and George, you like, you know, it's just something you picked up on that you, you really took to and, you know, so I end up talking, like, I'll sit down next to the guy, Chet, and I'm like, hey, I'm like, look, I'm like, same place for free. I'm like, can you commit? He goes, yeah. He goes, we're in, you know, let me talk to my wife, blah, blah, blah. The next day he comes in, you know, we're in, blah, blah, blah. And uh, you know what? You know, that's, I, I think that's more about what it's about for us. And Ryan's talking about what his why is. And I think my why is, you know, besides earning a salary <laughs> and being able to do this and earn my benefits is that, you know, there's I I've been here since 2017. I coached a, a couple kids that ended up being on the 91 national team this year. Um, a couple kids that have you know that play up and practice with our high school squad when they're in eighth grade. And you know, it, it it's about seeing the results and seeing kids not only grow in the sport but grow outside of it. I mean, it gives a lot of value to people who don't have any direction. I mean, lacrosse saved my life. I mean, and, and a lot of people say it's the medicine game and all this, and and it's it's you get on field and it's something that, you know, you can just forget about everything else. And for me, it was that. So giving back and what my why is is super important uh, in the aspect that, you know, these kids love it. You know, give them, you know, the people, Give the people what they want. I always say that, and I say it jokingly, whether it's like we're playing a beer pong and people want you to hit the cup, hit the cup, <laughs> right? You hit the cup, right? <laughs> give them what they want. Right, give the people what they want. But you know what? People want to see their kids succeed. People want to see their kids love something. People want to see their kids get disciplined outside of their homes where they know they're getting an extra factor into their lives that's going to mold them in the right direction. And I think that we run a really tight ship. <laughs> like, I know we want to run a really tight ship because – I said this to, to Vince last night. He's like, man, he goes, you know, I keep trying to explain to Emily, who's his wife, he goes, about me. He goes, he goes, you know, you're an asshole, right? And, and, and it's and I, correct, I am, right? Like, that's the thing. Like, I, I know I am. <laughs> I but mean, I, I am too, so it's all good. Right, and, and, and we're all from Long Island. Uh, three of us from Long Island. <laughs> but the thing is. I'm like a super nice guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's you're not. You're an angel. Atlanta Atlanta guy. Right. I'm an angel. I kind of balance it out. <laughs> He's also a great chef and a great, great bread maker. <laughs> also, <laughs> if you need a post-game speech, you, marry you let him? me know. <laughs> <laughs> you let me know. Like we'll go into that later. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, for me, is he goes, you're an ass. He goes, but you're a fun ass. He goes, you get the kids where they need to be, and you structure them where they, when you blow the whistle, kids come in, and I, talk, I have all the KVTs. I blow the whistle. They know they're supposed to run in and take a knee and put their eyes on me. And if they don't, they do push-ups. And we've created a culture that's only going to be K through two. And you think about second graders next year, they're third and fourth grade level. And in two years, there's fifth and sixth grade level. After that, they're seventh and eighth. And then after they're in that eighth grade level with that seventh and eighth grade level that Matt and I coach, we coach them for seventh and eighth. And then we're the JV varsity coaches, which rolls into, you know, kind of reaping the benefits of doing the work. You know, as long as we got good coaches in between and we can keep them on track. You know, kids want structure. Parents want structure. Kids want to learn something. They want to grow a passion for something because they don't know what they want. You right. ask a kid to commit, and in, in the old days, you have kids commit in eighth grade to Virginia or, or a big school. They don't know what the fuck they want when they're in eighth grade. No, but and they, they need, and like you said, structure. It also has to be very hard, and it has to be cool. 
Yeah. When their friends see them play, they're like, oh, man, I didn't know. Like, that's really fast-paced. It's a very it's a yeah. very cool sport to people who don't even know it. And they're like, it looks looks fly, right? A, a lot of the parents that we got in and the players that we got in in our K-2 through two level came from our camp. And we ran. I mean, Matt's our field general keeping us on track. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm the warden. The kids ended up calling him the warden. Co- well, because when the kids got a little line, I was, like, I was like, if you don't do it, you're going to run. And so now I, they were now all the kids know Coach Matt is the warden. Hi, warden. He oh also does God. cup checks, too. They also <laughs> know. They know <laughs> straight butt and straight up cup checks. <laughs> they know Coach Matt can't run, so they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah correct. They <laughs> whack me in the shins or something and take off. You seen his ankle? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, Ed, I mean, going off what you're saying, I mean, this is buy in or buy out, right? We showed up to to play uh, Team Sidewood. They had forty eight guys. I don't know how many guys we had. I think we showed up what twenty two total, and we played thirteen. Plus a goal. It seems like a lot, and we but won the game. But you know what? Yeah. We our thing is, you know, and, and coming from Long Island, there's an organization organizational aspect that you have to have, and people see that, and when they see that, not only in the high school level where their kids could end up in, in 10 years, when they see it at the 6th grade level, when they see it at the 4th grade level, when they see it at the 8th grade level, or to you where we are, you know, people buy into that because they're like, wow, this is something that our kids could be structured in. And and, and a lot of the parents, like, and I would say 90% of the parents, and I haven't heard boo, and it's the 10% that I just haven't talked to or haven't said anything, you know, they they love that we are so hard on their kids because it helps them at home. It helps the kids understand structure that is structure. That there is discipline is discipline. There is an expectation. Yeah. Right. And and if they learn that from a young age, just like if you got a few lefty and righty to be any type of prospect lacrosse player in the long run, you know, there's an expectation for you. And if you like Ryan today coaches his girls for you know a month and a half, and Ryan's like, you know, I just want us to be able to get out there and have fun and be competitive and, and be competitive and have that competitive spirit and end up you know end up on a positive note. And they go out there and play a seven-five game with, you know, we have a fourth <laughs> through sixth grade team, which we have a couple third graders um, on that team, and they played a seven-five game with a seventh and eighth grade team today. And hey, I don't want to cut you off, but let's go to Syracuse tonight. Yeah, They're going to be buzzing up there, boy. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. Are we all getting called tangle, A 10 goal win on, on Virginia. Yo, really that's a molly whomping. It's, it's $36 oh, one way <laughs> right now. Sorry, 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 sorry Coach Ed, go ahead. Shout out to my boy Petey LaSalle Virginia 23, the faceoff guy, 5'7", a sh- brick shithouse. But, you know, you lose by 10, it's, and you don't win many faceoffs. That's what happens. No. Are we going to the airport? Is that what you're telling me? We're going to the airport. That's a long line home. We're going up to Central New York tonight to go party. Let's go to Harry's. Having garbage <laughs> place. Oh. I've heard a couple stories about <laughs> Harry's. <laughs> yes, sir. I got to check you know, with my go, mom. Yeah, but you know, we go, up, we go, we talk about structure, and, and I tell our eighth to grade guys, it's the same way we treat the varsity, it's the same way we treat them. Because the expectation is when they're up. But it's, it's consistency. A, if a kid starts at, at, at Earlier fourth better. grade, yeah. And, and, and I the coaches started in second grade. What's what grade you started in? Second, second grade, which for me, second, ah, uh, third, second. You guys should be a lot better. I started like yesterday. Yeah. You guys should be better. I think you can. But but you, <laughs> you don't. Uh, but but honestly, I, th- I think the biggest thing is right is when you get like firstborn plays, secondborn plays, yeah. and it's generational, and that's yeah. what made you know you just you just said right. You had, you had fourteen guys. That was West Islip, man. That was West Islip, and it it takes a long time to build that. Yeah. You get 
you know, you get like the Colossos, right, where it's like family, and that's just a synergistic effect where it's just all building and building until you get to that that point, that place in time. But it's it's training the parents as well. The generational thing is right. very true because when your third kid goes through. Mm-hmm. And they see the same boring ass six drills in practice, but it's fundamentals. Yeah. If they don't know how to catch and throw, they're not going to be able to run and catch and throw. Well, it, if they yeah. can't run, they can't run and catch and throw. But, you know but it makes no sense to do a complicated drill if they can't catch and throw. Well, that's what I told my like players. Like, Sully will lose yeah. his mind. He's like, you guys aren't throwing. You aren't going home, and you're not hitting the bounce back. You're not hitting the wall. Yeah. You all look terrible. Yeah. Well, it's true because we as coaches have a very difficult time doing anything if you haven't yeah. done the bare minimum to yeah. show up with a right hand <laughs> and some decent conditioning yeah. and, God forbid, a left hand, too. Yeah. <laughs> That would be great. Let's start with a right. Yeah. Let's start with one hand. Let's start These two with guys are lefties. Hand. Be yeah. soft. Yeah. 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 I'm, 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 I'm Can't well trust a lefty. Well, well, you, guys, yeah. you don't eat meat either. Like, Whoa, I'm waiting <laughs> for you. <laughs> Wait, i got to start the drum. I'm doing a podcast. I like to think Gunner is a right-hander, so i got three. I mean, I told all my players, we could call you know Lars Tiffany, John Desco, and Dave Tuchtramal and come with the best play in the world. But if you can't catch and throw, what the hell are we doing? It doesn't matter. What are we doing? And we have to learn... I do it with the eighth graders a lot, and I'm going to change the way I'm doing it. But, you know, uh, I focus on the little things. If you can't do the little things, you can never do the big things. That's correct. You know, it's just one of those things where, and it's, and, and, and you know, like, like I said earlier, I mean, they, they kind of had a cakewalk through until they came for me and Ed. And listen, do I love them? I love those kids. And I know how good they can be. Right. And my that's when that's when I go. Do you think I'm gonna sit there with, with, with a team of kids that I don't think could be successful and get mad? There's no point. Right. But I know they can be successful, and that they're, they're starting to buy in now. So um, I do. I I get on them on the offensive end. I do. And look, if I didn't care, I wouldn't say anything. <laughs> I would That's let you run up and down <laughs> the I field you or yell and you. never slow the play <laughs> down until your little hearts explode. Right. And be like, hey, why don't you pull it out and slow it down? Right. Because one of you is going to die of a heart attack at 11. When I stop yelling at you... <laughs> That's, That's where the problem, problem is starts. Correct. I tell them all the time. If correct. the coach doesn't know your name, he doesn't care, right? <laughs> because right. they didn't. They haven't had to say anything to you. You know, you're not phenomenal. You're just invisible. Exactly. Right? So, so the fact that we all, and I... I don't know you, Ryan, from these guys, but... but you should be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. But these two, they're all over these kids. And right. me as well is because I have to hate your kid to watch them screw up or show up at practice not prepared or they got fat on the off season and they, their first step speed is super slow. Right. If I don't say anything... I might as well hang it up. Yeah. I mean, well, what are you doing then? What are you right. doing? If you're not shining, then what, then, then, what, then what the hell are you That's doing? That's right. So, so, and I, I tell, I try to convey this to the parents. If we're the first people to yell at your kid ever, it's a good thing. that's your fault. Right. Because you should have yelled at them way before I get a hold of them. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, too. Like, it's it's as simple as listening, right? I go, guys, I I, I mean, I preached a, a, uh, Aiden's team, Rogers Aiden's team. I said, it's not about lacrosse anymore. It's not about lacrosse. It's not. It's about listening. I said, I told right. you to go left. You went right. I said, yeah. no. I said, you know what? But and I tell guys all the time. I said, if I tell you to go left, you go right, you score a goal. 
I'm not going to get mad. I get super mad at the defense for that trail check that I tell them not to throw. <laughs> but you know, the home run. And it hits. It's and they're coming. Like, but coach, I'm like, but coach, nothing. But <laughs> Use your feet. You know, like, listen, I, listen, for example, you know, but we got a guy and, and, and he's, he, he's always questioning, which is good. He's always got questions. Who's this? A kid on our team. It's me, actually. Is that and a confession? <laughs> is that a confession? No. And coach and, and I go, and I go, dude, I go, if you want to do a backflip and score, if you want to shoot it between your legs and it goes in, that's great. I said, but if it doesn't, yeah. I said, I don't care how you score. Like, I can't get mad if I'm saying something, you know, but. I lose my mind <laughs> on the kids that throw sidearm. Well, oh, if you can't master overhand, then what the hell are you doing? Right. And, you like, but, and, and one of the parents actually asked me today, like, do the pros do it? I'm like, yeah. And you know why? Because they have mastered the north-south pass and throw. Right. And they have moved on, and then they know that if they go low to high to the top left corner, that they it works. Going. But they've done it 10,000 times. Right. And most Your kid can't yeah. catch and throw with his yeah. dominant hand, yeah. and you want to add some shit? Like, no, no, no. Fundamentals. Yeah. Right. Fundamentals. And most Conditioning. Yeah. Yeah. Dominant hand, offhand, like – Fundamentals. Let's so let's go back to what we were talking about when we this all started. Is is what Matt do was doing here? No, how do we how do we meals. how do we propel the Texas culture, you know, to be one of the you know to to grow like Florida has, and I think that it takes a lot of people and 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 look, the Houston compared to Dallas and Austin, Houston has grown the quickest especially even at the high school level, um, just from, from looking at it is I'm a high school coach as well. And, and seeing the growth just in Houston is we've got guys who have taken a particular interest in kids in their own area that have either created, that are the high school coaches or have created a travel program that are working on these things that we're talking about that we don't have from kids that were like, we expect already, right? A lot, you know, when I came in, there's a lot of kids that I'm like, hey, you should be already be able to do A, B, C, and D. And what we're doing now is we're going back to the forefront and to, the, to step one with a lot of them and just trying to build them as fast as we can. And, and with the K-2 through two program, we're able to do that from the start. And with 27 guys, I mean, there's a bright future, whether it's 20 next year that move on or it's 27 plus five that end up, you know, building into that. You know, there's there's a big aspect of, you know. It's a I numbers game. It's a you need a big funnel yeah, at the top off, yeah. to get two, uh, an A and a B team out of the bottom. You need, You're you know, so spot on a thousand prospects yeah. because some of them are going to leave Visser. Great lacrosse Great. player. Love the kid went on, too. went on to play baseball. His brother's yeah. phenomenal at baseball and basketball. Basketball. And, and I'm like, God bless him, whatever he wants to do. But like, but I wish he would have stuck around for another season. Right. Because with the way that we, we you know, and, and a lot of, you know, nobody wants to toot their own home. But when we take our 91 guys, we sit them down. We put cones out in a circle, we teach them what the drill is and what the goals are of the drill. I mean, it's not only lacrosse to just go out there and play it. It's a, a lacrosse classroom. I mean, the best the best relations I can, can, can tag to this is I have my cousin who played at Stony Brook, Anthony Beck, and Kevin Gersbeck, who's at Lehigh, who's 
he's tearing it up this year and having a great season in, in what he's doing. Um, and his buddy Joe Barlotto, who got named Cornell captain this year, who ended up, you know, they're not having a season. But these guys came in, and they did, like, a Panthers academy. Mm-hmm. And what I told them they needed to do was go in there, write down the materials, whether it's on PowerPoint or a sheet that they can take, these kids can take home with them. We go to the field in the summer. Mm-hmm. You teach them this stuff on a board, and then we go on field for 45 minutes and run through it. And and if kids don't have a lacrosse curriculum to go by, they don't understand the game, right? And that's right. that's where we are here. There's not, you know, a thousand college lacrosse players like Long Island where they're like, oh, I played, you know, right. a- here or there. And, you know, it's a higher level school than here where, oh, I played at A&M or I played right. at somewhere where I went to go drink every weekend and I played lacrosse and now played for club. That's yeah, my speed, that's huh? correct. Right. <laughs> but you know what? There's a difference in in it where we've got a couple guys just here in our own area that give a fuck about the kids and give a fuck about teaching the game because it's important to them they do it the kids do it the right way not only is it a reflection on them but it's building them for the future for the next level and the next level above that to where we reap the benefits where we can say hey go play and go have fun because they know what's expected of them and they know the game at that point so and it's it I tried to convey this to my son it's the same six drills everywhere you go right. the difference is whether you understand why you're doing it and and if you can give 100% to a drill and understand that I'm working on roll away ground balls here I need to turn pivot change hands throw back to the line like if if you can get the children to understand the focus and the point then they're going to do the same drills in college it, there hasn't been any new soup in a long time. Look, the it's how are, well you make it. The schematics are always going to change. The game's always going to change, and, and, the, and the college game is changing. But the fundamental drills. But the fundamentals. Are the same. We're, we're talking about right and left hand, and I and let's just talk about the KP two. I call it building blocks, but what I say is it's ground balls, it's being able to throw and catch, and it's being able to protect your stick. And a lot of our kids unconsciously switch their sticks when there's pressure on the right shoulder to the left hand. Hey, I said when it to you last night. I was watching from a bird's eye view, and I said, hey, because he has him scoop, come to an ear, right? I'm yeah. so fucked up. I'm like, I hey, I'm like, I'm like, pick the ball up. I go watch I'm like, I'm like, hey, I'm like, when you pick the ball up, I'm like, put that stick to your ear. I'm like, don't clamp it on your, on your helmet. I'm like, but just put it up to your shoulder. I'm like, it's my girlfriend. My girlfriend's calling. I hate her, <laughs> but I love her. But you know what? I got to pick up the phone, right? Right. I don't want to deal with contact, but I got to pick up the ball, right? right? So I pick it up, and now it's on my ear, and whatever. It, let's just say it's my right ear. And now I need to switch the phone because I got to do something with my other hand. I got to switch ear, nose, ear, and that's the transfer in between your shoulders that you want kids to do. Some of the most successful kids I've seen, they make a split dodge between their shoulders. Alex Wright is one of them. Hey, he he, besides being an elite athlete and being in doing boxing and doing all the footwork necessary, which comes later as they grow as an athlete, you see a kid go from picking the ball up and being hanging it out in front of him where it's going to get checked, and that's something we also explain to our kids is why it can't you can't do that. Right. And when they understand that. It's something really special when it comes together. We had a KP2 game last night, and 
our kids that we did I, I I'm being dead honest, I didn't expect any of them to be able to put three passes together. We had times and talking about varsity? You know, no, varsity? K through two. K through. <laughs> I will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need to apply a lot more. We use our timeouts great. <laughs> we'll talk about <laughs> we'll talk about the importance of timeouts and yeah. But you know what? <laughs> when you see and talking about the why again. When you see a kid pick it up or pick up the ball and you say, Hey, like you got someone running at you and you switch your hand and they just do it, you're like, Holy shit, you know, like that worked. And it's not look, I'm I'm no I'm no, you know, you know, Einstein, I'm no Bill Bill Gates. I'm I'm nobody in that aspect. Okay. But any type of coach that understands the game and can understand what it takes to be a good lacrosse player can formulate a drill, but the the hard part is is getting it through to the kids, right? Right. right? Especially that you age. need buy-in and, out and of a kid I'm who doesn't understand. I'm Especially a nutcase, yeah. right? I mean, I mean, they're doing ground balls, man, and I'm saying ear, nose, ear, ear, nose, ear. I probably said it a hundred times in practice. But the parents are probably like, "What is this like, guy what doing? What the fuck does ear, nose, 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 ear mean? But the kids get it. Mean? Because I came down, I was at a bird's eye view. I was up top. I was talking to the parent. And I actually. I you in the stands? No, I went to the bathroom quick. And he, uh, he was like, hey, let me ask you. I'm watching this. And these kids are picking the ball up. And they're going right to the ear. Okay. They're doing one-on-one ground ball. Boom. Right to the ear. And I'm like, dude. Watch this. It's working. I'm like, watch this. Like, you're getting through to these kids. Go watch this. Because, dude, they did stations. And I, I bought that treadmill, by the way. $47? Have you used it? A month? I did not. <laughs> I did not pay $47. For 27 I months? I bought that shipping and handling. I bought that treadmill prior to that sale. <laughs> <laughs> rock open on that. Uh, yes. That's how you know your dog doesn't understand. You just hang a piece of ice in front of him, right? No, he just lays on the thing that's going to move. And he's like, <laughs> I'm okay as long as it's not moving. He's also a German Shepherd. His ears flop. So. Watch the German. He's a starter Shepherd. He's like a Kansas he's Shepherd. He's, my guy. he's like German a Kansas sh- Shepherd. He's my guy. <laughs> he's a Missouri Shepherd. Yeah. German Shepherds have discipline. They look a certain way. They're very good. They speak German. Hold on. Rocco. He's like a South Alabama He's shepherd. He's kind of mad at me, I think, because I didn't push him down the slide on 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 Yeah, he, he watched you. We got to take that video. Snuggle lift his brother seventy two times <laughs> up a water slide. While he thought he was your boo, and he's like, <laughs> I guess he doesn't love me. He said, Hey, honey, why the guy with one eye? You pushing up there? Who's a hundred years old? And I'm I'm young, limber, and long, and you can't push <laughs> me up there. Which is half. Well, he was waiting at the bottom. talking about the shepherd. <laughs> he was like half in. He didn't really oh know. yeah, he's not a water thing. <laughs> a water thing. Hold on, but here's the here's the thing. You know how to train a dog, right? Uh-huh. George, you got you got four dogs and you take dogs. fosters in, right? You got seventy two dogs. I mean, you've had a number of. We fosters. have four point seven five dogs right now. Because one of them has three <laughs> legs, <laughs> and I'm not. Four point seven because he's got three legs, Crimmy. Hey, currently Desi up for adoption, twenty five percent off. Uh, she's missing on life. Facebook. Check out Jamie's <laughs> a- Jamie's Animal Rescue. Is a tons of great adoptions. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, it's what's it's uh, a great thing. What's Mr. Joanne's thing too? Or do we just go through? What? Yeah, go through Jamie's. No, 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 she works with Jamie. Yeah, but go through Jamie's Animal Rescue. There's a, there's a great adoption page. She's and we in, ship them up Texas, north too. And a lot of them go to Massachusetts when they don't have homes. Um, That's her. You cool know, and they go and they foster them there. George's. George, you know, has a pack of four dogs at his house. Rocco's a, a rescue as well, and and 
Rocco, Which, Timmy, Boomer, and Lucky are all rescues. All we he's Lucky, got a couple kids he'll give away too. Yeah, <laughs> Aiden and Randy and are also rescues. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wags and Bags is uh, Aiden's coffee company. Get on there and get some custom roast coffee. You know, and, and going back to like, you know how to train a dog, and and I say this like, I always say I'm fucked up, like in a different aspect, but but you talk about like. You don't how think do you, you are? How do you train? No, I don't think I am. But everybody, I say that oh for no, the general public to put us on to put us on the same spot, you <laughs> know. And and you train a dog to where you have consistency. Like you get up with the dog, you got to leave for work at six thirty. The dog goes and takes a shit at six o'clock, right? You feed him at five forty-five. You get up and take a w- take him for a walk. He knows he's going to his leash. He's going to get tagged up at five forty to go for a walk and go do that, right? Kids are the same way, and I've same. noticed that. Throughout coaching, you know, and I coach every age level. I coach six U, I coach four U, which is three and four. Six U is is five and six. I coach seven and eight. I coach JV. I coach varsity. Um, I've been a college player, and, and you under, you gotta understand that kids are like dogs. They want they want discipline, and once they understand it and they trust it, it's something that they take to and they expect, right? Yep. So kids, yep. coaching kids is is a lot like having a dog. Um, and that's why we're so tough on the K through two is because if we build the right things for them down the road, they're going to be inc- incredible Super human sour. beings as well as lacrosse players and human beings and doing the right thing. And, not t- and we have a number of kids that we go online and we're like, hey, you shouldn't be checking this kid. Like you're in the back of the line. Your job is to s- s- look forward, wait for your turn right. and then execute the drill. Right. But kids are just like dogs. And, and it's a big <laughs> thing that I've noticed and. Look, I mean, girls and boys, they want they want discipline that they can trust. Kids are flakes until you put them in a situation that they're Discipline to a kid and a dog is security. Correct. It's right. consistency. Correct. They know that dad yelled at them because I had shit on the carpet. They know <laughs> that dad's happy because Wait, I went outside. Wait, the kid or the dog? Both. Okay. <laughs> you haven't had a kid shit on a carpet. No. You're not I haven't had a kid yet. So, that they will. About, that I know that about. You know yeah, that's yeah. right. But I feel like you'd get a phone call. If you're uh, I get, I illegitimate, get, shit on a carpet. I get Father's Day cards. Mm-hmm. They're all, they're all, oh, they're all in Taiwanese. Here we yeah, go. they're all different language. I've been a lot of places, you know. Yeah. But I can tell, and I love you, Dad, in any language. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you got a good picture of a kid. Anyway, back to the dogs. <laughs> but, but no, kids, it's the same. I treat my kids the same way. I expect a lot out of them. They know the standard. They know what's going to get them in trouble. They know it's going to get praise. And so I feel like they're happy kids. Right. It's consistency. And, and you know the the best part about it is not only like, hey, like you reward a dog with a treat when it does something good. You reward a kid by slapping him on the ass or giving him a hug and saying, hey, man, I'm fucking proud of you. You know, and I'm the first guy to chew a kid apart for not doing the right thing that Same. we expect and that we rep it out in practice. But I'm the first guy to slap a kid and say, hey, man, I'm proud of you. I love you because – you did the right thing. You're doing exactly what we asked of you, you know, and th- and and that's the give and take that you end up learning. It's when you differentiating work very, very, very clearly. The good gets great response. The bad gets a negative response. Yep. And parents nowadays will say the good gets a great response and the bad gets a her 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 her, and they just don't they don't want to be a bad guy. We've they don't want to clearly delineate the good from the bad. And it's up to the coaches to to never ever let that line get blurred. Never. I mean, we 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 did it. I mean, because we 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 played Ridgepoint. We had a uh, we had a very tough first team. 
I got the doors blown off. We lost thirteen to one. We 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 watch film. Look, first off, first off, we've got one a goalie, two kids, at at least four kids on our national for our travel team that are on that team. Okay, and those kids played so out of sorts. And look, I mean, we had lost good. We had. I thought that we had a great two and a half weeks of practice leading up to that. Me too. We also we're also. You know, we watch film. We watch the same film five times on this team, and and we had a great scout. And it's about execution. And we thought we had a great game plan. We get the doors blown off. It's well, the we best did have thing. a great game plan. But we d- I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to deny that we had a great game plan because I sent it to four other coaches, and they used one it of the and, and they use it. And they're like, they're like how did this work? We lost nineteen to nothing. <laughs> You're like, oh, oh uh, well, well, <laughs> well, good. Well, when you talk about, you know, you talk about a kid and what he can and can't do, and then you tell somebody, and they're like, oh, that makes sense. We could tweak this. We had a perfect game plan for kids that we thought could only use their right hand or use the left hand or only good in certain situations, and we just didn't execute on the little things. And that ended up being a big, big result, and it, it all comes down to fundamentals. Can't do little things. It all comes can't down to things, the big things don't an happen. approach defensively. It all comes down to being able to win a faceoff. And we, we lost the faceoffs. We lost the ground ball war. We picked up two ground balls in the first half. We were out of, It looked like we were out of shape. But our, you know what? When you talk about kids and you talk about, hey, like, first off, discipline is number one. And I'm our my kids are g- end up being like military kids, and I hope that that's true because I'm so tightly knit. But when you talk about kids, and and now we're talking about young men in high school, mm-hmm. right? You you watch them perform, and then you put it on film, and you watch them watch it. Film don't right? Lie. Film doesn't lie. That's number one. Number two is when they see themselves underperform. It's heartbreaking. Oh, it's to terrible. Me. It's terrible. heartbreaking. When I saw myself underperform in a college game, it's heartbreaking. Your coach is like, where were you going? I'm like, I have no idea. And, 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 and I, I didn't even see the slide. I, wouldn't, I didn't go. We, like. get, we get the doors blown off, and then we go to a tournament the next weekend, and we play into the championship. And, yes, we let the championship game go. By we were up four goals, and we're up 6-2. And, and, and it's something that, that ended up hurting us in the moment, but we'd walked away from it like, this is a big progression because the whole week in between, we ended up having three practices because two days, I, we coached the eighth grade as well. We had an eighth grade kid that said, I don't know if I, you know, the mom texted me at 5.30 before 6 o'clock practice. And I, I pull over on the side of the road. I go to the <laughs> coffee shop. I get on my computer. <laughs> Billy I, might have COVID. Well, Shut Billy's got Billy's what? got the symptoms. I got to send out an email. Yeah. Hey, yeah. practice is done today. Okay, so we lose eighth grade. Luckily, two years not on the same day. We lose the high school in the eighth grade that day. So that's Tuesday or Monday, whatever. Did they is. end up having it or no? No, they no. end up testing negative about 30 minutes later, yeah. about 6, 16. People are like, can we go out to the fields yeah. for 7 o'clock and, and, and bang out for a half an hour? We, we didn't do it. We couldn't. And, and we ended up not doing it for high school because we were already, you know, half an hour away at home. Two days later, our, our backup goalie's like, hey, coach, like, I came home from school. And the night before, we ran them because it was uh, it was actually the Monday is the high school kid probably happened first. Is no, it's probably Tuesday. Monday, the high no, school kid Jack happened was first. first. Right, Jack was first, and we ran them. It was cold out. I told them to wear sweats, and we ran their asses because we needed to set the tone of what it needed to be doing going forward. Okay, and 
he was like, I don't know, coach. Like, I don't know if my lungs were just cold the other night and Kenny's drinking out of a fucking extendo straw over here. Drinking 36-inch straw. A pineapple in a, in a fizzy. fizzy. That's Extend- what she said. You ever, you ever seen Fast and the Furious? Extendo cito cuz. Extendo cito cuz. But you know what? It doesn't work in the one he's fuck punching. So we run we run the kids hard yeah. and we work their asses off. We drill the sticks and, and, and we burnt them out big time. This was after I lost. This is after we lost. And you know what? And I think the kids came in with an expectation that they're going to get their asses run. And it's something that they expected. And they bought the fuck in. Like, and the whole week, we had three practices. We go into this tournament. We play three games. And it's running time. It's tournament play. We play into the championship. And we let the championship game go. But up until the last ten minutes of that tournament, Eight. we are in a, a, in ex- a huge period of growth and development for our kids, not only lacrosse-wise, but mentally and personally, where they're like, we can fucking do this, you know? And it's lose early so you don't lose late. Right. And, and, and because you're going to lose. And here's the, here's the real <laughs> thing. Point, we lose, for, we lose know, 13 to 1, but, but that thing is, <laughs> is that... Is that we? That doesn't hurt us in our district schedule. Number one, it's wow. everything that we haven't done and created drills for, or we haven't developed yet with a brand new group of guys. After we graduated, ten seniors that really led the way, and we could just let them go they play. A lot for us. And and they played. At, they did everything for us. We're in here with a new group of guys that now know the expectation after after losing, and and we see it all on film, and we're able to generate drills of the of what to do forward and it helps us as coaches not only but it helps the players when they get a little bit of a short-term goal you know they accomplish a short-term goal it's like wow it's like you know it's a little bit not only you know great for a short-term goal it's a big confidence booster for Mm -hmm. them we go out and then we don't play in and then we have this freeze over in texas yeah right how'd you guys enjoy that from uh, a long island I, I, I thought it was comical. The, the it was one of the most bizarre things I've ever been a part of in life. The degradation I couldn't of even go to Wendy's. Like, Wendy's wasn't even open. Like, come on. She froze, bro. She was both that. Look, I don't know why you look at me. I'm not from here. I'm from I know. You Atlanta. Here this shit happened all the time in Atlanta. Oh, well, same it's idea. You had good. to slip and slide in Atlanta, it's too. Slip and slide. One of my offices when I when I had my company was, was in Atlanta. But and the heat stayed and on. It snowed, it snowed about, like, three inches, and, like, there wasn't shovels or anything. The people, it was, like, it was awful. Yeah. There's a salt truck. Uh. Like, uh. <laughs> I mean, I mean we can all go to Cancun, like, like Ted Cruz. Hey, look, he was just trying to wrangle the sun and bring it home. He's a good father. Oh, hey, you're afraid of the freeze? Cruise out to <laughs> Cancun. <laughs> Great beer. I what is, a year it, what is it, book catch flights, <laughs> not feelings? <laughs> right. Right. Uh, um, I wanted to. I wanted to go back to one thing of of, <laughs> of before this gets completely off the rails. Um, <laughs> it's got a good chance of going there. Conveying to the younger kids that, like you said, getting your ass handed to you and failing and exposing all of the chinks in the armor is so critical. So critical. As a player, as a if if you're never tested and you never fail, you're not going to figure out what to fix. So failures are gifts. They're gifts that the world, that life gives you to say, hey, Ed, you're not a good speller. You know, like, turn the spell check on or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, in lacrosse, it, it getting exposed that you, you your left hand is awful or your right hand is awful or whatever. 
whatever it is, it's so important to see that as an opportunity than uh, embarrassment. AG, and quick. my kid is the worst about it. <laughs> AG does not like rat. Oh, I fucking he love your kid. Doesn't though. like to get exposed. I mean, you're like, uh, you're gonna handle that? I'm like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Hey, but real quick, see, like that's anything in life, right? So I, people ask me, like, uh, like I'll be on uh, calls for for, for companies. And they'll be like, what do you think, what'd you learn? Like, what's your biggest thing that you learned from, right? And I said, hey, listen, I played college sports. I said, you can learn from your losses in a good way. I think it, I think it's a great thing. I said, listen, go watch film as a college athlete. What'd you do wrong? What could you do better, right? I said, why, why didn't I win that deal in, in business? Oh, adults stop being coached. At college, you're so so. You could be a high school athlete, and and you're star quarterback of the football team. You go to college, you're not good enough to play college. All of a sudden, you don't have a coach anymore. You move into the business world. You're you're lucky if you have a, a boss mentor that's like, hey Ryan, you're not a good speller. Put the spell check on. Yeah. Whatever, like. I think that's the hardest thing growing up is once you leave the sports environment, once you leave team sports, you need a coach. Right. Well, you Adults need, self, need coaches. Self-motivated. Correct. Right. But you either seek out the, I hate this term, yeah. self-help books, yeah. and you read the fucking seven habits or whatever, but there's nobody there like, hey, man, you forgot half the habits, and you're, you're fucking up. Yeah. There's nobody in your life. I mean, after your parents and everything, that is going to mold you and help you right. continue on and grow as a person. But isn't if you were, quote unquote, developed that way, then you're you'll good. seek it out. Correct. You'll seek because it out. because you're humble enough to say, "I don't know what I'm doing." Listen, I, I lost. Need help. I lost. I lost one of my in my early sales career. I lost the deal because I didn't put my pride aside. I said, I can handle this deal. I can't talk to technical things, these people. And I lost it. And it was big. And I went back and I was like, hmm, what didn't I do? Like, I couldn't talk this to him. Mm, I should have brought him. Sure. But now, in the back of my mind, I have, I know when it's a year contract. I know when it's end. I go back. I stay in touch with these people. I go back and uh, fix things. Let's keeping the sports term, like, I, I adjust, right? I bring people with me. I won the deal the next year. Yeah, we got perfect. it because they can tell the talk. For example, we lose 13-1. to one. We go back to the drawing board. We watch film. Yeah, we lose in the finals, correct? Was I mad at the time? Absolutely. Um, but, but you might have made a 1,000% increase or an improvement over that first game. I didn't, and the first thing I said to them on... One day before, he was on something, and I said, hey, guys, come in here. I said, I just want to let you know how proud I am. I said, I was a little mad after. Fu- said, a little mad? I was fucking furious. I, Luckily, I, I don't I don't see I anger. Furious. I don't see anger. I don't I, have anger. I, I legit was <laughs> like, you know what? All the kids feel that, and I think that it was a shared emotion between all of us where we were like, we worked so fucking hard this week. Not and whether it was five, three, seven days, we worked so fucking hard to build off of our loss, and we got to this point. But they brought in, you know what? And the kids brought in, and, and that's let alone that. But we got to a point where we were like, we just dropped one, but you know what? 
if we win that tournament, I think there's an exceeded amount of of confidence that we don't have. We don't need that. We don't, and, and we didn't need it, right? Like, like we go and we we play Sidewoods. So we played Sidewoods this past Wednesday, okay? And and you talk about Sidewoods, who is a program that last year the coach shows up in fucking sandals, or you know, not COVID year, but the year before he shows up in sandals. He's playing us out of turf, playing, and he kicks his sandals off. He's playing, in bare, he's coaching against us in bare feet, and and I'm me and my assistant, we're in in, in matching kicks and khakis and like. And polos, and we're like, this guy has no idea what's going on, right? We go from a program inside Woods that them and Bridgeland combine, they've got 58 kids combined or so. I don't even know what the number is, but it's over 50 kids, right, between JV and varsity. They come out, they probably had 40 kids on the sideline ready to play. I think. Did you count them? I think it was forty-eight. They have a. They have count, okay, I tried to count them in warm-ups. Call it forty for now. But, okay, done. but if, but if, but they had forty kids on the sideline to play us, and I know they have twenty-seven senior or twenty-two seniors or something like that, something crazy. But they go to play us, and we play fourteen guys that buy in, that understand the expectation, and they've got A, B, C, D. They've got all the talent in the world. It, it, it doesn't matter, and it doesn't matter, and it that's the thing, matter. and it. And they went and they beat a team today by a goal they probably should not have beat, but because they got their ass kicked, and I, and look, we went by one goal, but that's a bad loss for them mm-hmm. with the talent they have. We beat them all over. And the with the coach there, they got Syracuse alumni. They've got a guy that coached for that played you know college ball at a high level. They've got guys that you know that have been in the system and here, especially for a while, that know what they've got. And whether it's an organizational thing from the coaches or it's their kids didn't buy into it. I mean, we got kids talking shit to us on the sideline. Dude, no. we, we should talk. No. About, hold on. Hold on. Let's not talk about this yet. <laughs> but anyway. Gee, anyway. You got to be ready for this, kid. Oh, we, I'm ready. We, we I'm ready. went in with the mindset of we're going to slow the ball down. We're going to play Our really pace. good defense. And if you hold anybody to six goals, you should win <laughs> the game. Right? And we won 7-6. Boom. Our goal is seven, uh, six goals. It's it's actually one a quarter, so it's four, and we we lost that by two goals. But if we score seven goals and we score two a quarter, two goals a quarter is not a lot to ask with four or five possessions. You know, we win the game. Hey, yeah. we had a lot of opportunities. Hey, the goalies made a couple good saves. Their goal and, and their first goalie was incredible. The yeah. second goalie made a lot of saves where we shot the wrong way. Their face off kid's good, and their face off kid was good, and he pushed a lot of breaks on us. Let's go, let's go to the shit talking side. Let's go. We're to the, well, hold on. First off, the guys Time that outs, by the way. First off, here's another thing. So we're talking about timing, right? Timeouts. We play in and we play in this tournament I and, and I'm taking the blame for this. And time. we will talk about this probably for the next <laughs> three to five years at least. Thirty. Is we yeah, maybe as long as we coach together. And and we go and we're at I this tournament and we're playing in the to- and look, it's not it's not a US, I'm both of us. Look, it happens and and, and right. we're with so we're up You fucked he brought you. Yeah, here, you know so what? It's, it's his fault. It's Matt's job. Fuck no, him, okay. <laughs> no, no. Here's the thing: is we go and we're playing in this tournament, right? We're in the we're in the last game in the championship, and you get two timeouts. Ahead, you know, no, two to my defense, ahead. we didn't have a timeout off all tournament until the championship game. Like you weren't allowed them, or and you never text, used one. This is Texas across for you. The officials don't know what the rules are, right? right. 
quick. Oh, you okay, you guys want to run in clocks? We're like, we do. We would like to go home. <laughs> Let's run them. Yeah, but it's 20-minute running quarters. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, we'll play 10-minute stop time instead. You know, yeah, you, you never I know. knew I had My favorite is we're not facing off any <laughs> anymore because the other team's doing really well. It's a three-goal <laughs> rule, and then you and then you get a, a, a little bit of momentum. I'm like, time out. Wait. So we go, and we're in this championship game, and, and I look at Matt, and we got about four and a half minutes left. And I'm like, hey, I'm like, we still got a timeout left, you know, and, you know, maybe we should use it. Maybe we should calm our guys down. Number one, you know, and against Side Woods, we did a great job of saying, hey, we got two timeouts left, and we held our timeouts in the second half because we played a great third quarter. Mm-hmm. Our goalie was 100%, no goals in the third quarter. And in the fourth quarter, it got ticky-tacky where we were in a one-goal game. And we did a great job of saying, hey, like, Let's just call our time. Let's just use them. Let's not leave it like like I'm I'm gonna die, but I'm gonna use all my money because I can't. I would have said bullets, but I can't take um, it. I can't take second it. Amendment. I'll never yeah, take a time out with me. I can't take it with me, right? That's right. We had, we, we, we had a college coach that probably he, I I think he thought he accrued them. So like you know we'd be the last game of the year. He's like uh, we got like forty eight timeouts in his pocket because he didn't want to call. Well, he he's like timeout, coach. You're out of timeouts. He's like, no, I have forty six left. <laughs> I played for him too, and and love the guy to death. But you know there was never a good time to call a timeout because oh we give your kids a chance. We would call it and then just they come on and be like, you guys take a breather now. We're good. All right, good. No, okay, go back out there. This is what we're gonna run. This is right. what we're gonna do. And we get into the the championship game and we're like four and a half minutes left and we're like. You know, do we call it? Do we not? You're not allowed to use it in tournament play with under two minutes, two minutes. left. And we're like, you know, like, I actually should we use it at four and a half? No, we turn the ball over and ends up we don't get an opportunity to use that last timeout to just settle our guys down and organize. Still haunting. And we end up and we gave and we ended up from a two goal lead. We end up losing the game by one goal and they win the championship in this tournament. But we're all talking ho- talking about timing inside Woods. I mean, we used our timeouts in the first half. We used one in the first quarter. Our players came up to us. They're like, "Great job on timeouts." We used, and I, I, I'm watching the film. I hear parents, "Great timeouts, coach." And <laughs> I never really hear the parents, but you know what? I can agree with them when I call a great timeout. But you know what? Our guys buy into the shit. When I call we a timeout. He's like, yeah. "Good call." I go right after him. Like, great fucking time. <laughs> great fucking timeout, man. Great and you're not allowed to call time. I see out the head coach. I'm not. I know. <laughs> and they're like, they, don't they blow the whistle. I know they right. don't care. Right? Yeah. No, they don't. But you know what? It's all about timing. You know? And, you know, it's all about your why. It's all about timing, right? Ryan coming in at the right time to coach the girls. Matt coming in at the right time to leverage the guys and push them forward in the right time offensively. About us using timeouts, um, you know, in the right situation to organize our guys at the higher level, right, where you're going to be – in a position to win, but how do you organize you guys and get your kids to buy in and get them to understand what needs to be executed, right? right? And and we got our kids where we're at a point right now where, hey, we I mean, last night's practice, we we practiced for an hour and 15 minutes. I gave them defensive drills for 20 minutes, like hard defensive drills, like where yeah. they were like the whistle on, whistle off, whistle on, whistle off, off, three today, guys in so each line. They didn't play tonight. Nobody fucking... Nobody ducked out. Nobody did not sprint through the line. We had guys that bought in, right? So when you talk about timing and you talk about kids and you talk about execution, there's a consistency, and we're talking about that word again, consistency, that once the expectation's there, it becomes consistent, mm-hmm. right? And and whether it's tournament play or, or, or regular district play or non-district play or in a real game, 
if you can organize them and you can get kids to believe in what you're talking about, it's fucking really special, man. And that's the that's the biggest thing of my why 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 I've been able to do it. Hey, we got know? we got we got brothers that play for us, right? And it's late in the game. We have to use a timeout that we didn't want to freshman lose. brother who is just like kind of a crease guy, just kind of hangs around right. and like touches the ball on the cage when he gets an opportunity. He does not do a great job of handling the ball on the outside. He's one of our travel guys. He does a great job at the JV level. He's a big character for us. But his brother is a fucking hammer. He's a safety for the varsity team, varsity football team. He's our best lefty. He dodges nobody. Nobody beats him. You know, nobody defends him. They have to slide to him, otherwise it's a goal, or he's got a shot on cage. And he scores two out of three goals, le- or th- two out of four goals, three, three out, out of four, four right? Three okay, four. three out of four righty, where he's like, hey, I got this opportunity, I use my strong hand, and I come back. But that's buying in. That's understanding what the game's about. That's understanding the next level of it. And that's a kid who, who his brother goes to West Point. They're an Army family. They're a, a, a very tightly knit family, they're mm-hmm. a church, church family. family, kid plays guitar in the church, like, he, they're, they're very, very specific people, but that could be applied to anybody in the lacrosse world. Hey, so let's, let's talk about what it takes from a, f- hey, from so a... Real quick, he came up to me in the middle of the game and said, hey, after that timeout, he said, let me talk to him, talk to his brother. I yeah. said, son, yeah. you have to trust Go me. Go handle it. Go handle it. First off, here's the situation. Anderson, okay, picks up the ball off the sideline, and Walker, where the Allen Walker pick up the ball. Walker pick up the ball. Okay, Anderson picks it up, and we end up calling timeout. Yeah, we end up calling our second timeout. Great timeout. And we called, and we called both of our timeouts. Emily shaking her head because she was there. She's like, "This is great." We called both of our timeouts within two minutes. Within two minutes. What? I know. That's why we called it. Anderson's about. I know. I called the right timeout. I know. Thank you. And. No, but the thing is, is we go, and and this is where it transfers over to real life, right? Walker, who's a junior, Anderson's a freshman. Anderson's about to step out. He picks up the ball. He's not supposed to pick up the ball. We're screaming for Walker. He doesn't get the ball out of his stick, and he's, like, hanging on the sideline. Like, we call a a timeout, and we're like, Anderson, get the fuck in here. We're screaming at this kid. Get in here. And it's on film where he's, like, He's like he's pissed off, like he thinks the kid's like all up in his grill. Right. We call him over. He runs over, and Walker comes up to us, and he goes, "Coach, let me talk to him." And that's yeah. his brother. Yeah. He goes, "Let me talk to him." I and said, we're like, ahead. "We're like, all right, go ahead." And I said, "Walker, you got that? Yeah, I got it." And then Anderson comes up, and he's like, "Oh," and I'm like, "Anderson, I'm like, listen to your fucking brother for a second. I'm like, listen, just listen to what he's got to say." Mm-hmm. And he went over to him, and they talked, and he went, "All right, I'm good. Okay, I'm good. Right. I got it. All right." And we go into the huddle. We go, and then we finish the game, and we fucking beat a huge uh, fucking army of 50 guys. We beat them with 14 guys, and that's what it's about. And we're not talking about kids being disciplined in drills. We're talking about kids understanding real life and listening to people, being able to respond to people. It's important to understand that it doesn't take more. It takes better. And we're players' coaches, by the way. What? Listen, we're players' coaches. Yeah. it, it 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 doesn't take more drills it takes better focus it takes the kids buying it takes it takes better better kids and i so one thing that 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 always gets me and 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 you know it's a fitness podcast but <laughs> the the minimum the, the minimum requirement physically to come in like what is the expectation well here's the thing cuz so 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 right think of it like this you have 100 minutes 
to develop your team. I know you have more than that, but say there's 100 minutes. The players come in and they're deconditioned. They haven't been practicing their sticks. And now you're going to devote the first 37 of the 100 minutes trying to get back to, all right, we can move the ball around again. Because this happened to us in college. We would go away. Nobody would do anything. They'd come back, and everybody's fat and happy and out of shape, and the coaches would be livid. Because you're you're taking a step back when we could have started at stage five, mm-hmm. and now we're at three again. Correct. So we're not going backwards. Right. So how do we convey to the parents more effectively the importance of that off-season conditioning and the off-season stick skills so that they come back at a six or seven – Instead of a two or three, because it, it, I don't expect them to be perfect. I I expect them to have, I can tell this kid's done something on the offseason. So, so here's my thing, right? We are very lucky, and, and, uh, Ed, I think can agree that I gotta be honest with you, I play three midfielders on offense, maybe four, four, uh, and they're in sick shape. Yeah, sick enough shape. But we've so had this discussion. We meet a team, and we're like, "How did they get thirty-six track stars? Well, how did they get?" It's very s- simple. You got to you got to set goals and KPIs, right? You have to be like this off is season off goals. season. This is where yeah. you have to be. You have to run a mile here if you want to get to A, B, and C. Told you we hate Sully's ice. <laughs> I just shook it. <laughs> so so I agree with that a hundred percent. Um. I don't think the parents or the kids know where that line is. I want and I think we could do a better job of saying, hey, day one, we're going to give you a test. Right. And you're going to run a mile. And you're going you're gonna to hit the wall, and you have to hit 20 righty unbroken, 20 lefty unbroken, or whatever the number is. Yeah. But set a metric. Yeah. Tell them at the end of the season, tell them the expectation is when you get back mm-hmm. after eating – Ding dongs all summer, or whatever. <laughs> Yodels. You're gonna have to. Well, well, you know the beauty of lacrosse is the proof is in the pudding. Right. right. Have you worked on your stick? I could tell when my players have not touched their stick. I'm like, who are you kidding right now? Right. Right. Raise your hand right now. But 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 wouldn't it be better mm-hmm. to not have to have that step back conversation? Like, hey, I can tell you haven't done anything all summer or all off season right. or whatever. And and have the players show up prepared. You'd be light years ahead. Here's my right. thing: once we start winning at the high level, right? Listen, we're. Uh, I think I think Ed's doing a great job. You know, what we won a state championship last year, right? Uh, listen, uh, we're winning games right now with playing 13 guys. So once these parents start, and, I, and it's it's hard because we don't play a lot of home games this year, where we have we have four home games this year. So that's kind of tough. Yet. I know. I listen, people I got are itching. They're like, what yeah, I got home? younger parents today, <laughs> even today. God bless you. You guys playing home? We want to see. Yeah, they want to see. And, uh, but listen, once we start winning, it, it's a thing. I mean. Yeah, but it's deeper than that. What's their motivation? Right? You need to tap into that. Well, I think. Like, what are they playing lacrosse for? I Some people getting scholarships. And, and I know? fully agree. And, and, and I don't think that the talk is about scholarships with some of the parents that are in the youth. I think the. The, the talk about, and that conversation comes eighth into ninth grade where they're like, oh, but my kid can actually have potential. For this. But I think that a lot of the younger parents are looking for, where can my kid grow 
as not only a kid, as a human being right. and a person, as a person and look up to people, right? And I, I told our high school kids, and we had like six or seven of About them show yeah. up today to the youth games, About. where I said last night in our practice, I said, hey guys, I said, look, I said, so we had, when the freeze happened, I had, uh, I have a group chat with our guys, and I have a group chat with our second grade parents, and one of the kids who's a brand new parent, and the dad loves it, and he's, he's a great dude, and um, kid London, his grandmother had a bunch of pipes freeze over and his whole house went flooded and they had to move furniture out and they had to throw it out in the trash and, and they had to redo their floors and, and it just a total shit show. And what I told the kids was, hey, I said, I need you guys to respond because not only is it about you guys, it's about the kids that are looking up to you, mm-hmm. right? And and twofold where I had a lot of guys that said, hey, I said, and I told, I, I shot out emails to every group, and I said, hey, if you need help with what's going on, nobody's doing anything. There's no practice going on. If you need guys, you need hands, the varsity team will be there to help you. Absolutely. And we only had one parent that asked us to come and help because they were in a major situation. We had a guy in eighth grade that his whole game room flooded in that sunk into the baby's room in the room underneath, and they didn't ask for help. We've been on talking to them and making sure we can do whatever we can for them. But our varsity guys went to this kid, London's grandmother's house, and I got text messages from the mom and dad separately saying, Coach, I'm so happy to tell you that your kids are beyond polite. They were beyond helpful mm-hmm. and respectful, and they, 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 they saved our day. They saved the day for us. And that was something that I told the guys and I said, guys, I said, it's more than lacrosse here. You know, it's more than you guys just being lacrosse players and coming here and giving an effort. I said, you got to help out your community. If we want this thing to be big and you guys want to be the forefront of it and you want to set the example, you've got to be the example. You've got to show why it matters and show why this program means so much to you guys. You know, there's kids that come in and out. We know Barrera's in ROTC at A&M, and he's a fucking hard-ass dude. He's an all-state player. He could have been an All-American from Texas. And you know what? COVID killed his that possibility. But you know what? He's one of those kids that if anybody asked him they needed anything, he would have been there. Yep. Right. And our guys were there for people that needed it. Okay. And then here's the second thing is we told our guys last night is, hey, we got youth games tomorrow. I think a lot of our youth guys and the parents would love if you showed up oh, yeah. just wow. to hang out and yep. see what's going on. For me, like Westside at Lacrosse Day. And 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 I told and every time a kid showed up, I said, "Hey, Johnny, yo, come over here." Or or Cohen was there and he hung out for two hours. Kid Cohen, he just sat on the bench behind our eighth grade kids, right. and that's fine. But he showed up, and he was l- and and I said, "Guys, but they might see something, and be like, hey." Step to the ball or whatever. Right. They they drop a little right. piece of knowledge, and the kids like this guy is yeah. my well, hero. Here's, here's well, my point is, is kids fucking look up. They want a role know? model, yeah. and kids are itching for something to look up to and look to what the expectation is. Right, talking about expectations, talking about consistency, what the why is, and our kids have to be consistent in that aspect that we are relaying the right message to them, and they can reciprocate it out to the you know to the network that this is something serious, and we give a shit about it, right? right? Our kids showed up today. 
Right. We had our our varsity goalie who's committed to go Division One, Evan Sharp. He was there for an hour with Walker, who's our best mid lefty midfielder, and they hung out there at our first eighth grade game. And the kid, I'm like, hey, Mike, you guys know that's Evan Sharp, right? Like, he's our varsity goalie. And he's like, yeah, like we know who he is. Like, like that's Evan. Like, yeah, like they give a fuck about that stuff, and right. that's something that that hey, this kid came out to see you guys. The parents see that. The parents understand. Those parents that we helped out, they donated two hundred dollars to the program because of it, and that's right. gonna go right to the kids for a, a, a dinner, a, a, me- a Mexican food dinner, yeah. a, a hangout, a bowling. I don't right. care what it goes to. I told them they can delegate. I told them. Go delegate it. Figure out what you guys want to do. We got $200. Let's do it. Because you know what? It pays off to show people that you give a shit. And I think that as coaches and us all in the room, it really matters when you show people a little bit of extra effort. When you show people that you give a fuck about their kids. And I think that the the, the feedback that me and Matt have had before even Ryan came in is, is like, hey, like, you're hard on our kids, but we know why you're hard on our kids. Right. We know why you're busting their ass for the wrong things because our kids aren't doing the right things, number one, and we want them to be successful. We want them to do the right thing. That's you know right. what I mean? And and as coaches, it's not only our job to ri- to breed lacrosse players and we want to breed the next Woodlands. We want to do all those things, but we want to breed great human beings in the community right. that not only – play lacrosse and are successful, but they give back in a way that that's different, just different. Let's just say it's just different, okay? They give back in a way that people are going to understand, they're going to see, they're going to recognize, and that's going to explode this program, especially our program, because we've got a huge community, we've got a huge network, especially people that are in our network in our 7th and 8th grade. They are vocal, they are committed, and the people that are in it, they, they love it. And if we could get people to understand why they love it, it's just going right. to explode everything here, you know? Right. It, it propagates can itself. Can, but right. But can, but can I add one thing? Absolutely. I, I, I think the greatest coaches, right, if you look at John Donowski, right, and they all say his mission is to make the best student-athletes, right, to build high-character right. people. And winning is secondary. If you look at the individual and build upon that, Winning's easy after yeah, that. Yeah, winning happens. You can't be the guy that, you know, X's it all, I'm not listening, right? I'm not building individuals. Right. And that's just, just you know, look at any of the great coaches out there. It's yeah. all about the individuals as a collective, as a cohesive unit, not just winning is the end all goal. That's right. Yeah. Build better people. Build better people. I think that's a great way to end it. <laughs> We've been on here for an hour and 40 minutes. I mean, we have to feed Sully. Yeah, Get him on the couch again. He needs a refuel. He needs a (laughs) refuel. Any parting thoughts, fellas? Uh, No, G. Hey, man, this was awesome. Um, Hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, that's going to about wrap this up. Him. Just you know what? As coaches, just listen more, talk less. I think we have to listen more. I agree. Um, I agree with that. I think I think something that stuck with me is uh, be the change. You know. Be yep. the change you want to see. It's something that uh, that's why we're here, you know, and that's why we're all here, and that's why we coach kids, and that's why we are, you know, teachers are the same way, and they uh, trying to breed the next level of, of of human beings that are come through the world. Just be the change. Be the be the example. Be the be the person kids look up to. You know, all my kids have m- my number, and they're you know a 
our seventh grade down to fifth grade, they have my number. Our kids text me. I play the, the circle joke with them on their hips. You know, they fucking text me the sl- stupid little okay sign because they think that's funny. You know, but be the change. You know, it's it's something that's going to resonate for a long time. So I tell my kids that. Be the example. Mm-hmm. You don't like it. Be the thing that you want in yeah. the world. So awesome. I appreciate it. And um, if you want to support the podcast, go to hippofitness.com. And um, we'll be out on the roads with the Hippo Fitness Lab. Um, we're doing some programming for kids right now to help get the conditioning up in uh up in the programs, and um, also if you want a discount on Sully's favorite number one energy drink, Strike Force. Strike Force, <laughs> the number go. one leader in <laughs> supplemented energy, and we've talked about this a bunch of times. We said this a bunch of Strike Force, the number one supplemented energy. If you go, leader if, you, in if you go to strikeforce.com, you can enter the code Hippo Strike and get twenty percent off. So, if you want to adopt a dog, go to Jamie's Animal Rescue. There well, you if go. you want to learn a lot about lacrosse, go to at Toriero Trained. There you go. That's my page. It's not Torres, but we could it's be. It's not Torriero. T-O-R-R-I-E-R-O, trained at. Done. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it, fellas. Thank you for your time.